Indiana. Welcome to the Crossroads Sports Radio Show, presented by Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Crossroads Sports Radio. It is a Monday night, April 29th, almost the month of May here in Indianapolis. Crossroads Sports Radio, episode number 74. We're up to the 74 already. I'm your host, Brandon Reef. We've got my main man, Jonathan Birdsong. JB, how are we? Man, good evening. How are you doing? I am good. It is an action-packed day. It's Action Pack show tonight. I'm ready to get rolling. How how was your weekend? Oh man, it wasn't long enough. <laughs> it never is, but it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, we can get to it later on in the end. Uh, but uh, it was the big opening of Avengers was this past weekend. Uh, a, a lot of showings. Uh, I saw two movies this past weekend. So uh, that man. was. Uh, I know. Call me Siskel. Cisco, I'll be Eber. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've got a we've got a lot big show planned for everybody tonight. We've got NFL draft talk. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts obviously had their draft this past Thursday night and the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk that. We'll talk some off the field news. We've got NBA playoffs. Those are in full swing in the second round right now. Uh, yep. A lot of people think the referees are in the pockets of the Golden State Warriors, so we'll chat about that a little bit tonight. Uh, we've got some quick hitters going on, and then as well, we have a special call-in guest later on in about a half hour or so, I believe, uh, Chris Hawkins, a local area yep. basketball coach here in Indianapolis with Christmas Attics. So he will be joining the show here in about a half hour, I believe, 7 o'clock, correct? That's correct. All right. So we'll have that. And then, of course, if you do call, we'll take your calls. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from our two our two guys, uh, Lou and probably Nas, tonight. So uh, where do you want to start? Do you until we got Chris on? Do you want to do NFL or do you want to go NBA? Yeah, yeah we can jump into the draft. Okay, perfect. So yeah. the draft started on Thursday night. Uh, by the way, if I go silent, because I'm going to be screening his call when he calls and getting him set up, so you may have to have you fill some of that air. <laughs> uh, no problem. We have uh, the Cardinals, number one team on the clock. They had all year to think about what the hell they were going to do. Uh, well, half the year, I guess you could say, uh, once they knew they sucked. And they took the whole 10 minutes, and they ended up taking Kyler Murray, quarterback who, off the report that I heard from our previous show, was that the fact they were not going to take Kyler Murray. So, egg on my face. Uh, well, and some, I don't know. I think there might have been some confusion in the organization or some uncertainty uh, with the organization what they what the plans were. Uh, when I look at the lay of the land, uh, yeah, they did take Kyler Murray, but wouldn't it have been a little bit smarter to move uh, Josh Rosen? I think I called – I mistakenly in the last episode called him, him Josh Allen, so I do – you know, I had to stab for myself, <laughs> myself that, in, that, in, in, in those regards. But, yeah, wouldn't it have been smarter to – you would have got a, a larger haul for a first-round quarterback? And I know I know he didn't necessarily light it up last year. He didn't necessarily suck either. Totally sucks. You know, you know, team the team needs more than just a quarterback. Uh, when I look at their when I look at their lay of the land of their show. But would it would it would have been smarter to deal Josh before the draft or you know what I'm saying, not after the draft? Or no, I'm sorry, not yeah. It, 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 it happened after the draft, didn't it? No, it happened during the draft. During the draft. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it happened during the draft. So it would have been smarter to move him. You probably could have got a little bit more haul for him, I would have think, or could have got a better asking price than what they got from the Dolphins. The Dolphins got him for like a second rounder and a fifth rounder, I do believe. Um, so uh, looking at Arizona, I give them an A for effort. I give them an A for effort because they, they got the best quarterback in this draft. And he's all, by all comparison, people are comparing him to Russell, uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle, you know. Um, and then I think they went – I think they also got some support in the wide out uh, in later rounds. But, mm-hmm. again, I mean, I'm going to reiterate, this ain't, this ain't the draft for the, the wide out. So, I mean, hope, again, I hope everything works out for them. Uh, but I, I just can't necessarily give them a grade A totally for their draft. Because they, yeah. they, they, they doesn't know what the hell they were doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was I wasn't shocked they took Kyler. It's been talked, and you know, obviously Kingsbury. How many times we saw that video of him talking about he would take him. Uh, looking at some of the other picks they got, they did get Isabella, another wide receiver uh, from Massachusetts. They got an Iowa State wide receiver. You know, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, the man's not going to play very much longer. Um, yeah. You would think. Uh, this draft analysis I have, the overall grade they gave, they give a, all three days a grade, and then they give a final overall grade. They gave the Arizona Cardinals a B-plus overall. So, um, I don't know. I, uh, eh, yeah, it's going to be it, a way to see things on the field because they're moving. He's a mobile quarterback, which means the, the offensive line is going to have to adjust to him wanting to run. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he can't throw. I'm definitely not saying that. We know he's got the arm, but he is a mobile quarterback. So they're going to—I mean—that's—that's that's an adjustment that you have to make. And I don't think—I don't think that's really they—I don't think they plan for that. That's not—that's nothing you just can't do overnight. Correct. Very true. Um, and then, as the draft kind of started to progress, you had your second pick, your third pick. Um, I'm going to do a little mock right here, real quick, uh, if I get the sound bite correctly. But with the fifth pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants are going to set themselves up for success. The Giants are going to build themselves. They're going to take Dwayne Haskins. They're going to have a pocket passer to success, Eli Manning, and they take Daniel Jones. <laughs> Daniel Jones from Duke. Yeah, the man's probably smart, but he—I don't know about his football. And if you're just basing it on his coach worked with Peyton. His work coach worked mm-hmm. with Eli. If that's all you're relying it on, eh, you might want to look. You had some playmakers. You could have went out there and got uh, Josh Allen, or yeah, the uh, other Josh Allen from the uh, the Kentucky. That guy was right. a wrecking machine for him. Uh, him going right. to Tampa was huge. But what's your thoughts on the Giants deciding to go Jones here? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, when I looked at, I know a lot of it's been a it's been a, it's been a pretty much pile on, and um, uh, on the on the Jones pick from uh, and, the, and the general manager of the New York Giants, Dave Gettleman, he does have some success at different organizations uh, and with with the Carolina Panthers and with Denver. I think Denver, he was a scout or whatever, and obviously he's been a, he's a scout with the Giants and now he's the general manager. Um, he so you know he, we're not he's not he's not an idiot, right? But he reached. He reached. If you really were hard dead set on, on Daniel Jones, you could have got him, you know, in some people's mocks in the second round, if not the third. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I look at when I look at when I look at what Jones was able to can do against a pro style defense. He he put up 158 yards with no touchdowns against Clemson. 
So that's kind of that would kind of give me an indicator. Like I get I get it. The the, the talent level that's on Duke pales in comparison to, to Clemson. You know what I mean? They, they, that that game ended up in a six to thirty five, but you you couldn't even score a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown against Clemson. Okay, um, and then their their whole season was you know marred and I don't think they made. A, I don't think Duke. I could I could be wrong, so I had to that check myself. Like, I don't think they made a bowl game. Uh, this they did. Season. They did. Okay. If it, okay. Yep. It was a refrigerator bowl. It was definitely the refrigerator <laughs> bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but but Gettleman's comments are saying that he kind of watched him in the senior bowl. Like, dude, that's like second. That's like a you know second to the, almost flag football. You know, nobody's out there trying mm-hmm. to get hurt. They're just out there trying to you know show their talent level. You know what I mean? Um, it was the Independence know. Bowl. The Independence Bowl. They won fifty six twenty seven over Temple. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not that's not good enough. Like Temple, uh, that's, not good, <laughs> that's not that's not good enough. At least with Haskins, the argument would have been like, hey, he played a full Big Ten schedule, and they were, you know, I was, I think, you know, me, I think the Big Ten kind of gets screwed out of being in the national cha- championship picture. But that's here, no, that's neither here nor there. They played a full Big Ten schedule of quality of Wisconsin, Michigan, you know, what I'm saying, and we know, and even Nebraska, even though they, they, some of these programs had down in years. And as far as Big Ten, they Big Ten turns out pro players. Okay, so them picking Daniel Jones is still like a, a very much head scratcher. He's gonna like, it's, it's like, especially with all that other talent left on the board. You could have got, you could have you could have got, you could have got, got whatever instead of Daniel Jones. You could have got Daniel Jones if you were hard dead set on him. You could have got him later on, for sure. Yeah, you could definitely got him at 17 even. But the GM said, you know, there was Washington and another team were looking at him. You know what? If you don't take him, do you think anybody would have bitched and said, "Why didn't they take him?" Absolutely not. Right. Then do a uh, deal. If you think somebody wants him at that pick, then you do a deal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're not. They're. They, they're. You know. You, you do a deal. You know. You do a deal. And he didn't. I don't know. It's just. It, it's not mind-boggling. I mean, I, again, I, I, I think the quality. He, he has an eye for, for football. You know what I mean? But that's just that was a leap. <laughs> Absolutely. And and you package that up with the fact that, you know, uh, what what else other parts are out there? And, you you know, the organization's kind of said, okay, we're going to still go with Eli Manning. And, you know, you still don't have a definite successor. You still don't have, you still have a broken defense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Even though I know they kind of address some of that in late on, in in the later rounds. But, you know, Brandon, I I don't, again, I don't want to be a pile on. I, I, I hope Gettleman can keep a job after this because I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, my Steelers traded up from the number 20 pick to a 10. They took linebacker, uh, shocker, linebacker Devin Bush from Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody, One of my buddies told me, you know what, your Steelers, they always take linebackers. They always draft linebackers. That's what we do. Uh, they really needed to find a void for Shazier. And I think the versatility of Devin Bush uh, would be perfect, a perfect fit for the organization. You know, the last time they traded up in the first round to a top 10 pick, um, they took Troy Polamalu. So they got a pretty good track record when they draft, when they trade up in the draft, because Steelers don't ever trade uh, ever Mm -hmm. in the draft. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was good to see them there. I'm excited what goes on with, uh, with Bush and, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh also, went out and got themselves a, another wide receiver uh, from Toledo. Uh, fast guy, can play the slot. They also went and got a running back from Kentucky. 
Benny Snell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny Snell is going to wear the number 26 uh, in spite of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so that's great to see. We'll have somebody new in the 26 in the running back position. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers had a good draft. I was excited for it, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, we talk about task went number 15 to the Redskins. Um, mm-hmm. And I like I like the pick for the Redskins. I mean, they're not going to have Alex Smith, obviously, from his devastating injury last year. Um, right. But they found a way not to screw up the draft, I guess, with Washington. <laughs> well, they, so, somebody already screwed it up. Another another East team already screwed it up for them. <laughs> yeah. Kind of laid the groundwork for them. So. Um, uh, more close to home, the Colts. Let's talk about yeah. the Colts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard's gonna become. He's, he's obviously become. He's become everybody's uh, favorite general manager uh, here in uh, here in Hoosierland, right? Um, he traded back, right, and he picked up what kind of what everybody kind of wanted: cornerback, safety, and a wideout. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of what you know fans have kind of said. And I know everybody wanted. The, what's it? What's that? Monte, by who went at that pick? When they, they Monte, is his name Sweat Sweets? I think that's who they yeah, picked. Yeah, I can't think of his pick, name. Yeah, pick twenty six. Uh, but yeah, they picked up a linebacker. They picked up a cornerback, Rocky Austin. I don't. I mean, he kind of got a cool name, don't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. They picked, up, they picked up another uh, Paris Campbell for a wide out. You know, it's, you know, another Me. weapon for Ohio State. You're from right from I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't purpose that from the Ohio State, right? And then they picked up this uh, safety. And that's just kind of, you know, you don't necessarily always, you know, football language, football world, right? You don't necessarily, you don't necessarily, you don't go with the best player available. So if, we, it was a, if it was a center at that pick, you were picking. Well, that's fine. And I think Brown just addressing uh, the, 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 I'm not saying the lack of depth, but he's, he's addressing the talent level. If you can get more uh, by, you know what I'm saying, or the same type of, Impact players by drafting backwards, or, you know, drafting back and making a deal with somebody. Then by all means, do it. And then, and then he got another like a pick from 2020 out of the out, out of the deal. So uh, a lot of teams, I mean, I'm sorry, a lot of uh, draft analysts have be, have given the Colts like you know I've seen everything from a B to B minus. I think that'll go up when we see you know what I'm saying what's on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, I really liked Ballard. I like his picks. I thought they were smart. He always said, why not trade and get more picks? You know, the guy looks – Well, I feel like most people, when they look in a draft, they kind of single players here or a single player here. While Ballard, I and I would agree, you, I'd rather have a collection of good players than one really good player, one great player, you know? Um, you said Rock Yassin they took. They took Banji Bam, Bangu, linebacker from TCU, Paris Campbell, Bobby Okariki from Stanford, linebacker, a safety, two safeties, excuse me, another linebacker, and then a couple offensive linemen. So uh, I, it was a good draft for the Colts. Uh, overall grade, the the sheet I gave, overall A for the Colts. Oh, okay. So right. that was uh, pretty good. Now, for our listeners here, in case you didn't listen, and I'm going to play two sound clips from this weekend. Prayers to the Tennessee Titans fans. That's now, the, the, now, let me preface this. The draft was in Nashville. So uh, in the second round, the third round, and fourth round, and set, they have different players come up and kind of give, uh, give the picks. So 
if the rivalry wasn't good enough between the Titans and the Colts already, it was time for the Colts' next pick, and Reggie Wayne came up, and this is how it went, folks. Super Bowl 41 champion and 2011 Colts man of the year, Reggie Wayne. Nice jacket. Putting all y'all AFC South teams on notice. Oh, boy. We back. (laughs) Look out. We all back. I know Uh you're not born. Uh Uh-oh. Come on, Tennessee. Y'all done played the coast 20 times in 10 years, and you done won three games. Oh, my (laughs) word. Stop it. Oh, my word. Pulling a Drew Pearson. With the 34th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Rock Yassin, DB Temple. Let's go. Now, that was (laughs) pure fire. Come on now. You won three games in in, in 20 20 games, three out of 20, 10 years? Come on. They were back. (laughs) What did you think when you first heard him do that? I said, ooh. I just just started laughing. I just ignored it. It has has quality entertainment. Hopefully get that that, uh, fan base and that organization kind of, you know, energized. So I just kind of laughed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was great entertainment. Now, Reggie did his. So then the fourth round came up, and they had another former player, Pat McAfee, locally here in Indianapolis, has his own show, does all his own things. He came mm-hmm. up, and uh, he had a little fuel to the fire, if I should say. So here is the sound clip of that. Please welcome from oh, West McAfee. Virginia University, oh, 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 2014 Colts Man of the Year and two-time Pro Bowler. We have a seven-second He's Man of America, not Man of the Year. He's Man Hello, of America. Hello, Nashville. I'm not going to say a single word about the Tennessee Titans record against Uh-oh. the Indianapolis oh, Colts boy. because I was a punter, and there's no reason for me to talk about that. <laughs> With that being said. We did not punt much against the Tennessee Titans, so you probably have no clue who I am to begin. So that was just fire. Now, I didn't play the rather minute and a half that rant that he went on about uh, picking and, and all that and being replaced something, but I love it. I love – now, Ursay was talking about wanting to bring the draft to Indy, which I think is amazing, but I don't know if I want Indy fans to get – and this is going to start to become a trend now where they start roasting the whole city, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. In like four years, you get Tom Brady up there to announce a pick. In four years, yeah, no, uh, after he's no, retired. Yeah, the NFL wouldn't set him up for failure like that. <laughs> so that was uh, that was definitely something there. Um, John, a little more of a serious note. Uh, it also came out that Thursday before the draft started, about an hour before draft time. Uh, Tyreek Hill and the audio tape came out, uh, about him, uh, hitting his son, allegedly hitting his wife or girlfriend, allegedly, and, uh, just all around, not good. The DA closed the case and then now they've reopened it based on this audio recording. Uh, the chiefs have kind of kept him off, off the uh, team activities and away from the site. Now this new Mm -hmm. allegations, um, that's two chief players now with Kareem Hunt and are they, are they just not seeing what's going on with how Ray Rice did it and with, with what happened to him and how he was suspended and then how he didn't get his life back on gear NFL wise. Right. 
Um, right. Is it the money? Is it the fame? Is it a Kansas City Chiefs thing? Or is it I, – I, I don't know. I'm shocked to see it's another Kansas City Chiefs on a great team that Mahomes right. and all these guys are on. Yeah, and unfortunately, that that's kind of gonna that's gonna kind of yeah. I know as great as you know, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes might be, <laughs> that's gonna kind of you know. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying he's not gonna have a good season, but it's kind of gonna uh, you know what I'm saying give him a stutter step as far as as far as like you know challenging for the NFC. I'm sorry, NFC for the AFC next year. You want to have all you want to have all your weapons available. You want to have your best chemistry chemistry available uh, and 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 ready to go through the door. Now you know. So I don't think he'll be back. To be honest with you, I don't think he'll be back. Um, he didn't. He, they haven't played this. They haven't played this right from from jump. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying it, it's a game or anything like that. But once the specter of domestic violence, or once the specter of whatever type of drug abuse, I'm not, I know this, that's not the case. But any type of anything that's going to potentially keep a player from playing five games, six games, a season, a lifetime. Like the organization, because football is like so in, 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 involved in, 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 in uh, ingrained in these players' lives. I know, I'm, I'm, you know, man, like they, you should, I don't know, Brandon, to, to ask, offer help. And like, dude, if you don't get help, either through, you know, we, you, we know teams make millions, if not billions of dollars. You know, I mean, I know if they, if they, they got doctors to put a needle in your butt, because you got a you know pain or whatever or whatever I know they can have a doctor you know a psychiatrist or you know whatever or you know a family whatever to sit down and say hey man like listen you got all this in front of you and yeah what's what's like what's the issue you know what I mean because <laughs> I don't think he's gonna play uh, no I, I, I don't, don't think about, he will either I don't know I don't know, I don't know about uh, the court of law because you know certain things are admissible in court certain things are not. You know what I mean? And a lawyer and a lawyer can argue back and forth. You know what I mean? But as far as the NFL is concerned, they do not want to have a perception of 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 allowing guys to collect big checks uh, with big zeros on them, and they are bastards off the field. You know what I mean? Uh, not you know, or I mean, I'm not you know, bastards in in terms of they they don't have no problems knocking out women or don't have a problem uh, you know knocking out their their kids. You know what I'm saying? You talk to somebody who I believe in corporal punishment sometimes, but like you you're not going to break a little kid's arm as is being kind of reported or break I don't know, you know whatever domestically he, he, and he's got a history of it. Right. So yeah, it's not his first. Uh, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not his first time. So uh, I don't think he's going to play. What now? I've I've been talking with some people this past week and regarding that situation with him and such. Um, some people are comparing it to a couple of years back with Adrian Peterson when he got in trouble for using the switch on his son for right. disciplining him. Um, but I think, and as I told them, that's two, that's two different things. Number one, number one, we don't know if this kid, uh, Tyree Kill's kid, was acting up or whatnot. But I it still it doesn't condone breaking a kid's arm or any of that part. Um right. while APs was more of a discipline factor of it. So um right. I don't think the two are you can put them in the same page um at all because, you know, uh it, uh, Adrian just used a switch on him. Maybe left a couple of bruises and some welts, but not right. a broken like appendage, well, you know. We're not, we're not talking about something broke, right. We, I get that Adrian Peterson is a, is a larger man, and his his hits 
are probably three times as much as you or mine. And there was, you know, there was obviously an issue between him and his, uh, his uh, whoever he's living with, his wife, his girlfriend at the time. And, you know, they thought, you know, she thought to report it. You know what I mean? And I, I obviously we haven't heard anything since. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, yeah, when you talk about, you know what I'm saying, a broken anything, broken arm, and you have issues, there's been issues prior to with your, with your, with your living girlfriend or whatnot. Like, dude, you have a problem. And you didn't address this person. I got an anger problem or anger issue. Maybe you got abused. I'm not trying to make an abuse or give him an out. But if you did get abused or to to that point, like you need to find like you have you have so much ahead of you, the future in front of you. You know what I'm saying? So why would you jeopardize it and try to get you some help? Mm-hmm. Somebody about it. Yeah, absolutely. There was somebody else in the news recently, a football player. No, never mind. Excuse me. It was Kareem Hunt. I was trying to think of this hotel security camera. Uh, kicking the woman, and that was Kareem. And then yeah, he got picked up. Though. He's been picked up now by the Cleveland Browns. So obviously he'll still have his eight or nine game suspension or whatever not from uh, for the Browns this season. But I just don't see Tyreek getting picked up like that, especially with the – I don't know. I listened to the audio a couple times and just said, you know – not only did he, he admit to hitting him or whatnot, but he's like, of course he's going to be scared of me, and you should be scared of me too. You know? I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's yeah. a little more severe um, right. with that. So I think it'll be a very long time, if any, that we see T- Tyreek Hill back onto the field. And like you said, he has a history of doing this um, in the past as well. Right. So yeah. – um, a couple a couple shout outs with the NFL draft while we're still here real quick. Um there was a there was a few there's like six or seven boilermakers that did not well, did not get drafted, but were signed as unrestricted free agents. Uh quarterback David Blau was signed by the Browns. And DJ okay. Knox, running back, was also signed by the Philadelphia Eagles. I think um those two notables, I think Knox has a better chance to getting onto the field, obviously, than David Blau. Uh, Knox can carry the ball like a, a workhorse out there. Um, I think he's right. got a better chance, and he can catch out of the backfield too. And we all know the Philadelphia Eagles and Doug and uh, Peterson—they love to throw the running backs out of the backfield. So right. it will be uh, that'll be something great to see. Uh, but shout out to David Blau and DJ Knox both getting uh, contracts, and then also kind of a little bit home for me. Now, John, I I went to a real small school. Up uh uh-huh. up the road between Lafayette and Kokomo called Carroll. Not Carroll uh-huh. Fort Wayne people that people know oh I know Carroll, Carroll Fort Wayne. No, no, no. Carroll Flora. Carroll Flora, we had two flashing red lights in the entire town. Okay. <laughs> school has school has three hundred people in it. Uh from ninth grade to senior. Three hundred people. I graduated with fifty six in my class. Um this past weekend. Uh, Saturday night, after the draft was over, a former Carroll tight end, uh, Brandon Dillon, who went on to play college football at Marion University here in Indianapolis, uh, ended up signing a contract with the Minnesota Vikings So as a tight end. Now, that's a huge deal. Uh, one of the Carroll guys getting getting picked up from the NFL. Uh, that's cool news for the school, for our community. Uh, it's great to see. I know his parents both very well. Uh, phenomenal people. Uh, the funny thing is, John, this is how old I feel. <clears throat> I remember, uh, I remember umpiring this kid's games back in the day when we were playing oh, wow. baseball. 
So I remember umpiring his games. Um, but yeah, nice kid. It's good to see him. Now it's going to be tough probably for him to get to hold on to a roster spot with the Vikings having Kyle Rudolph and then they just drafted Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama. You know, that's tough right now that uh, uh, are big boys, uh, especially right. Rudolph being the all, former All-Pro. So, but uh, you know what? Go out, make a name of yourself, uh, Brandon, and see what you can do. Best of luck to you. But it's cool to see somebody from the community uh, getting that chance to compete on the NFL. Right. Right. So, absolutely. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see if any IU players got drafted. (laughs) You know, I was gonna look, and I ended up not. I I ended up getting sidetracked and did not look. I'm sure there was maybe one sign, one or two signs as an unrestricted free agent, but. uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe better times ahead for the Indiana Hoosiers in uh, in the future. So maybe, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're almost at the seven o'clock hour. Chris will be calling in here shortly. Um, as we're doing that, John, uh, I'm going to steal some of our quick hitters for the end of the show and kind of do them now. Um, we lost. We we did lose a legend since last show. It seems like every time we do a show or every couple, we lose somebody. Um, we lost the Boston Celtic great John Havlicek, and most people who know Havlicek, um, I've got a sound clip here. Remember him from this. Five seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep, and Havlicek steals it. Over the John Havlicek, he stole the ball. Havlicek stole that that right. announcer, one of the best. I love anytime I heard his voice. Now it's just I just keep thinking back in the seventies and the eighties Celtics, even the early nineties. Right. Uh, right. But yeah, John Havlicek passed away. John, uh, he was in our list, both of our lists, I believe. Unless you didn't give him the respect to be in the list, I can't remember. I didn't think I put Havlicek in there just because. Ooh. Uh, I, I listen. I love the Boston Celtics and whatnot, but I didn't. I've never. I mean, other than watching like kind of kind of the old takes or like you know ESPN specials or or, or NBA specials on John Havlicek, um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily put him on my list. I'm pretty sure I did. I, I know you did. He's eight. I mean, he probably should have been his eight-time NBA champion for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and uh, I do believe he's also – I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's an MVP of the league as well. I just don't know. I don't know necessarily what year. But I know uh, he, I know he's time. I know he's on one of, a lot of those Boston Celtics championship teams. I also want to say that he's also, without looking, I think he's like number one on the Celtics list in points. Uh, so you can't – yeah, he's, he's, you know. Oh, and you know what? As I, as I, I'm a cheat. I did Google. I think – He's also he also played Ohio State. I think he's on whatever championship team Ohio State won uh, the tournament. He was on that team as well. Okay, nice. Was that the one that uh, uh, was Bob Knight with that Knight one? On that, I don't know if Bob Knight was no. I don't know if Bob Knight was on that team. He probably was. But he probably was a little further down on on the bench than John Halpern. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, Just a little. 
another thing, we, 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 we did put out our shooting guards list, who which, which is most anticipated. Um, Man, and our lists are picking up a lot of a lot of traction. Controversial, to say the least. <laughs> Man, you got some explaining right? to do. You have some explaining to do for the uh, Crossroads community. Allen Harbison made it on my list. James Harden's not on my list. It's indicative of his play for the last two seasons. If not, anybody remembers what he did last night. I mean, I, hey. I, I yeah. like James Harden. He's a nice guy. But, you know, he always he's also the guy that let an old man, you know, old, old in NBA years, like always get the best of him, seemingly. I always remember Ginobili. And I'm not saying I know we had a back and forth. I had another back and forth with Mitchell Larry. I never said that Mono Ginobili was a uh, was a better talent than James Harden. I just said that, uh-huh. that they matched up. When they matched up, man, it's all the things Ginobili got the best of them. I don't but know. James Harden is not in my top ten. I'm trying to go back right now to our uh, our poll that I posted on uh, the Steve. That was really the only one. All right, so the poll was was out. Uh, it's ended already. We had 17 votes. Uh, okay. We said Crossroads debate needs your input. Who you uh, who pick your poison? I think it was the motto the term that you decided right. to use. Plain and simple, right. pick your poison, cast your vote. Uh, out of 17 votes that we got, which was a small amount for Crossroads community, 65% chose James Harden, 35 took old man. Manu Ginobili. <laughs> you know what that is? Everybody likes the flash, and they don't they don't respect the championships that <laughs> that Manu Ginobili has 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 got mounted on his trophy case. Now I know we got a shout out on the uh, on that debate. Where the hell was uh, uh, Mitch Richmond on the on the shooting guard list? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Commentary, commentary, uh, crossroad commentary guy. Uh, I, I'm gonna call him, uh, Willie Martin said, "Where's Miss Richmond?" And again, I love Miss Richmond. Miss Richmond. I think Miss Richmond had a better career uh, when he first started out early on with Golden State. Uh, we kind of lost track of Mitch Richmond and what he could do and how special he was in his stops between Washington and Sacramento. Because um, at one point, Miss Richmond was probably the second best shooting guard, uh, not named Michael Jordan in the league. Believe it or not. How how do you justify Clay Thompson at number four over Man, some of the these other names? He's got the hardware to prove it. I like Clyde Drexler, but Clyde Drexler, who did he? I mean, until he got on Elijah Wan's coattails, what did he win? He shrunk against Michael Jordan. He shrunk. He looked like Percy <laughs> Hawkins. He looked like Percy Hawkins. Michael Jordan. <laughs> and that was well, the premier dude. I was. I was uh, like 17 or 18 years old when that when that went down, and I was fully engaged into sports by that by that time. And it was it was the matchup was Clyde like the air Clyde the Glide on the West Coast versus Michael Jordan, and it man he wilted. He Clyde Drexler. I mean he's still top 50 greatest players of all time, and he's still on the dream team. You know what I mean? I will never take any of his accolades away. But and he's he, he's on my list of top 10 all time shooting guards. But not, not over Clay. Clay, the Splash Brothers? Are you kidding me? And they're going to get another championship this year? Ah, not so fast. Uh-oh. They're vulnerable. They yeah. are vulnerable, and we'll get to that when we do our NBA talk. 
um, there. But I just I'm trying to figure out. You talk about hardware, right? Um, Joe Dumars, how many titles does he have? He's got two. How many titles does Ray Allen have? Ray Allen has two, two right? With Boston. I thought he got two with uh, – no, he's only got uh, – I thought he got two with Miami. Did he get two in Miami? I thought he has, was he, I thought he has. I thought he got one with Boston. Maybe, okay, maybe he has two. I thought he only had one in Miami. But, okay, so you both these guys have rings, and you've got them six and seven in your list. Number five, you have Allen Iverson. I I've, I must have forgotten how many titles Allen Iverson won. Man, was MVP of the league. <laughs> That carries weight. <laughs> He's also a rookie of the year. Well, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna give you shit if you end up having uh, Dwayne Wade off your top three, because uh, we well, both agreed Dwayne on Wade, our top three. It's crazy as it's great. Dwayne Wade leads all shoot guards, if not all guards, in blocks, which is crazy. Defensively, Dwayne Wade. Uh, I know everybody, you know, lauds him for his uh, his offensive ability and what, what what Flash was in his early days in Miami, and before he, be, I mean, I'm not saying running buddy in a in a in a bad way, but when he had that running buddy of, of LeBron when LeBron came over, but Dwayne Wade also uh, I think was top three in steals. I can't remember. Dude, I don't. I don't. Unfortunately, I had the stats in front of me, but like he's he's also a, a very good defensive player as well. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no way I couldn't have not. There's no way I, I wouldn't have. If you got, if you put up a list, I'm not saying you, but if anybody came up with a list, Dwayne Wade wouldn't be their top five shooting guards. I have to look at it a bit different, strangely. Okay. Uh, I don't have Joe Dumars on my list. Uh, I don't have Pistol Pete on my list. Um, oh, man. I have, I have man, Jerry West and George Jerry West, George Gervin, and James Harden. How you don't even have the logo on there is baffling to me. Is the logo a point guard or shooting guard? He's a shooting guard, right? Shooting guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Titles. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> that might yeah. be an honorable mention for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. He's a, like, sometimes, man, with my list, dude, I'll be totally transparent, man. It, 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 it blends, like, the legends are the legends. Like, you're not going to. Eventually, Larry, eventually, technically. So, look look at this. Listen to this, Brandon. Technically, what is. Uh, Kevin Durant, a small forward, right? He's a small forward, yep. right? Is Kevin Durant not as more lethal with his? He's, I, I would say he's even more lethal than Larry Bird with his jump shot. More lethal. Now, mm. does he, could, he, mm. could he rebound like? I, I, I'm saying he's a better scorer than Larry Bird. But did he have an overall game? Could he pass like Larry Bird? No. Could he rebound like Larry Bird? Definitely not. Not with those pot cleaner arms that he has. But some of his, <laughs> but with his offensive ability. Like I don't even under I don't under it's it's it, 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 yeah I don't know it, it, he's going to be once once everything's written down you know once he's retired he's probably going to be top two small forward right underneath LeBron which is going to push Larry a little bit further down the list believe it or not but again the 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 game kind of changes because now more guys shoot more threes and of course he's going to have more points Larry Bird. You know, probably one of still one of the greatest. I mean, he, he is. I'm not gonna say probably. He's one of the greatest shooters you would ever wanted to see. But a lot of his shots were mid range jumpers. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It came from the free throw. They did that. The three point line was not. That wasn't. 
that wasn't emphasized in the 80s. It was ball goes inside out, not outside in, as it is now. But uh, so when you when you talk about a legend, you know Bill Russell is a legend. You know Kareem. I mean, you know I, even though I've seen these guys play, they they go, they go into legendary status for me. And so Jerry West, there's no way I would shade Jerry West on anybody's list. You know what I mean? If they had him in the top ten, he's a, he's a legend. The guy went to uh, how many finals before winning one? They, but they kept on getting there. You know what I'm saying? That's what I always talk about LeBron. Like, dude, I get it. Only, right. He only got three titles, but he kept on getting there. And, like, how many times has your has your team, even if it's Chicago Bulls, right, since they haven't been there since Michael Jordan left? You know how hard Uh-oh. it is to get to the finals? It's hard. It's very hard to get to a finals unless you got a stacked team. Also, I mean, well, you got a, a talent that's got to get you there, right? But it's hard. I always always go back to that. So I cannot, t- I cannot shade you for having – Jerry West. He went to like eight, eight finals, I do believe, before he finally won before he finally won one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um yeah, Jerry West is definitely Jerry West is definitely not not an honorable mention, but definitely well worthy of mention on anybody's shooting guard list or greatest player okay. of all time for that matter. Okay. Uh, I think we had we did have some homers and us with the uh, Reggie Miller at number ten. There's Absolutely no way you can't not. put Reggie in there. Absolutely so Got to get Reggie in there in the top ten list. One of the most lethal players ever. Uh, there was a debate. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say as a homer, man, because his playoff, though he doesn't have a championship, right? We know this. He did get to a finals, right? What other all-star, perennial all-star, did he play with? I know, dead air. Rick Smith was an all-star once. I think Dale Davis, Rick Smith might have been all-star twice, but he was and definitely once. Dale Davis might have been an all-star one time, and that was actually like because somebody else got injured or something like that, right? Brad Miller. Brad Miller's not an all-star. He was an oh, all-star. He was. He was he Jermaine was. O'Neal? I'm, saying, I'm talking about when he got to the finals. Oh, right? okay, he okay. Had, <laughs> he got to the finals. finals. So um, Reggie Miller's on on list for me just because of his – because because he had, you know, successful playoff records. I know we didn't win. The Pacers didn't win every year. You know what I'm saying, but the Knicks series is man. I I I got relatives in New York. They remembering, they remembering because the Knicks felt they couldn't believe that Charles Oakley, right, Patrick <laughs> Ewing, right, Anthony Mason, who they lose to. They lost to Reggie Miller. It's one thing to lose to Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. They lost to Reggie Miller. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, that's not to say the Davises didn't do their thing. It's not to say Mark Jackson didn't do the thing. But like, who was out there? Demonstrably kicking their butt, Reggie Miller. Nine, nine points in how many seconds? That's not a homer, dude. Nine points, eight <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Reggie, cutthroat. Uh, speaking of NBA, real quick, as we're talking it, uh, I did see a clip the other day on Facebook. You know, Facebook plays all these videos all the time, and God knows, you start talking stuff and it pops up on your feed. Um, it was Dikembe Mutombo and him and Michael Jordan and somebody else and Patrick Ewing and somebody else. There's four of them. They're all in the locker room. This probably, I think it was during the NBA all-star game, getting ready for the game. And uh, they kept talking about Duncan, uh, give, Duncan on people and Mutombo with the finger wave and such. And uh, Dikembe says, Jordan never dunked on me. He's never dunked on me. And George, I never dunked on you because you never dunked on me. And Patrick Ewing's like, he hasn't dunked on you. Well, we all know the Patrick Ewing dunk. He got dunked on by MJ in, the, I think, the 93 uh, – I think it was the 93 Eastern Conference playoffs. 
uh, where Jordan went around, went around Starks. Yeah, he like floated around Starks and then dunked it on uh, on him. But it was funny because he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. It was maybe three weeks later on the video. It showed a clip of uh, Jordan going in and just dunking right on Matumbo, and then he did his little finger wag himself. So <laughs> I thought that was – Yeah, uh, I think I, – I remember that. It was uh, Kimba still playing for Atlanta? Yeah. Playing for Denver. Yeah, I, I remember that game. Yeah. 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 Well, that was that was good to see. Um, I guess we'll kind of go into the NBA a little bit now as we're waiting still. Okay. Uh, uh Let's talk Spurs. Let's before we go to the second round, let's finish up. Let's wrap up the bow of the first round. Spurs Nuggets game seven. San Antonio, as we expected, would push them to the limit. Uh, John, you're down right. four with thirty seconds to go. Twenty-four second shot clock. It's going to leave you six seconds if they make it or miss. Uh, right. Spurs did not foul. What the the lethal the the, the head coach. Popovich, the great coach that we know, Greg Popovich from uh, East mm-hmm. Gare, East Chicago, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't get a timeout, and Lamarcus Aldridge tells says, "Well, I didn't know, I didn't know he wanted to." Fa-. As an NBA player, what's rule number one, John? <laughs> you know, time yeah. and score always. That was J.R. Smith esque. Right, that was, that was, and uh, Popovich, to his credit, didn't uh, throw him on the bus afterwards. Um. Just kind of, just kind of, you know, not unspurred like. Uh, you were asleep. Probably. You were probably asleep when that was going on. <laughs> I listened to it. I did. I, did, I caught the highlights. I, I, after I listened to it on radio. In my, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's kind of like unspurred like uh, for them not to foul or try to extend the game as as normally that you would that anybody would. I don't, you know, you can't you can't cry with script milk for too, even for too long. Um, Denver, obviously, young up-and-comers. You know what I'm saying? They got a they got a deep deep roster. Uh, Jokic played out of his mind. Um, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how far Denver would get in the next round. To be honest with you, uh, matching up against they, they, I think they got to play Portland, right? Portland, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't. I mean, you know, especially with Lillard losing his mind, right? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else the Spurs can do because they've, I mean, if, if, if the team is an orange, they've, they've got a lot of juice out of that orange, right? Uh-huh. And LaMarcus Aldridge's shelf life ain't getting any younger. Um, and I'm not saying they're going to blow it up or anything like that or, or you know, saying they, they do have pieces that can win you games. I know as much as you know, people like to dump off the Rosen, you know what I'm saying? He won, he has, he's won a lot of games. He's put up a lot of good Good stats and good points. Yeah, you know I mean, good points. But yeah, good stats. Uh, so is Aldridge. But I don't know, man. It's just not. Uh, it's just not. Uh, it's just like a head scratcher. Yeah, I agree. Um, another thing, real quick, and before we go to the next, uh, Portland and Oklahoma City kind of talked about this series and honestly we both thought it was going to go pretty long um maybe six games even with the talent that oklahoma city has do they have an identity crisis now that i mean with russ he's got to change his style of play doesn't he i mean he had no hot hand for the final two games uh pg playoff p was actually hot and they went away from him and went with russell westbrook and then dame went crazy 
they gotta. That's something they gotta figure out behind closed doors. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not in love with Russ's game or his attitude sometimes, but I appreciate the effort he puts out there on the court. Like that he he plays like hard. Like what people want. You know what I'm saying? You pay seventy five dollars for a ticket. You don't want to see. You know, lack of days to go basketball, or a team like the Knicks go out there, or a team like you know. Um, I'm trying to think who else is terrible. Who else is terrible, Brandon? Besides the Knicks, Phoenix, right? Cleveland. You want to see that? Yeah, you don't want to see lack of days to go basketball. Russell Westbrook is not is the is the opposite. He's the he, but we know what he can't do. He shit. He, sorry, <laughs> drop the S off. He probably knows what he can't do. You know what I mean? He can't. He's right. not a great shooter. He's not a great shooter at all, but he is a good leader. He's a good floor general, um, but he gets too zoned into his own game, and I think the coach staff kind of yields to him instead of, like, yield to the hot hand. The hot hand is is Paul George. It's almost kind of like Brandon. It's almost kind of like when Kevin Durant got injured. Paul George had a had – a, Paul, Paul George was on MVP level. He was MVP, mm-hmm. right, during the portion of the year. And then he kind of took a couple games off because of an injury, a tag injury or something like that. And then Russ kind of had to. Now, when he came back, everything was running through Russ again. So they're going to have to, like you said, they have a somewhat of identity crisis where they're going to have to run through. If they want to get further, because this team is cash strapped, they have the high, they have the third highest payroll in the NBA, not the Western Conference. They got the third highest payroll in the NBA, believe it or not. Okay, they can't afford to get another piece. James Harden, they, whoever's a free agent, Kevin Durant not coming back anyway, right? They can't afford right. to get another piece. So that's the, this is the team, I mean, and I know that Sam Preston, he's off, he, he he comes up with ways to you know, you know, to improve the roster seemingly every year. But they they can't they can't afford another. They're a small market team. They can't afford another piece to come in to say okay, take over uh, to take over another scoring duties, but. Okay. Um, so I don't okay. know. Yeah, they're going. He's going to have to take a look in the mirror for sure. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll finish up our NBA talk a little bit later on, but now we've got our we've have our special guest on. Uh, we've got coach Christmas Addicts High School just finished his third year. They went twenty and nine this year. Sectional champs, regional champs, lost to the eventual state champs. Uh, Chris Hawkins, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, had to finish up a coaches meeting. Uh, they came out with the new sectional alignments, and so just wanted to get on the same page with our coaching staff with us uh, putting us in sectional ten, which I call death row. So, um, no, some some changes this year as far as uh, for uh, the next two years we'll be in sectional ten. Okay, who all's in that sectional with you? I seen that they were gonna come out with it. Yeah, that's Warren Central, Lawrence North, Lawrence Central, uh, Cathedral, Tech, North Central. Um so it's the who who. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But uh we'll be ready to play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you know, I was me and John have been kinda of following you guys all season long. Uh you your guys' march through the NCA or the uh, HSA tournament this past year. Uh, 
kind of talk about how your season, uh, how your season went and what you kind of thought you were going to go into this past season with and kind of where it ended up. Um, yeah, I thought that, you know, um, when I t- took over the program, I didn't think we would win a state title the first year. I thought it could happen either our second or third year. So um, I felt comfortable with what we had in the program. Um, then we had uh, Harold Bennett, who was our senior guard, led us in scoring this year. Uh, he was back. Uh, but there were a couple of kids. Uh, we got Sincere McMahon from Penley. Um, and then there was some couple of bigs. So this was the first year that we actually had four or five kids over 6'4", 6'5". So we finally had the size. So I felt like we would have a good year, um, but I knew it would come down once we got to sectional. We would have to beat two two, uh, two or three really good teams in our sectional to get out of that. So I think at the start of the year, we uh, you know, probably were 9-2, and 9-3. and three. Uh, and then our point guard, uh, you know, decides uh, he wants to go to a prep school. So in the middle of that, he goes to a prep school for maybe nine days. Um, I think we're 500 uh, as far as uh, games that we played without him, maybe to the championship of the city tournament. Uh, I think we had chances, you know, to beat Cathedral. Uh, uh, but like I said, I think if we had him at that point in time, I think that situation would have – I think we would have played better and possibly could have beat Cathedral. Um, Flash forward, he comes back. Uh, You know, kids, I think, have found out what their roles are, how they need to play. Then I think we kind of came together um, as a team, Um, I guess that third segment of the season, Um, you know, with Harold coming back on the team. And then as we went into sectionals, we played George Washington, uh, we had beat them. Then in the layup, uh, in the handshake line, they pushed one of our freshman kids that actually plays varsity. And, like, the kids actually came to his aid, so it seemed like the kids were starting to get along. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't know, we had eight new kids. So we only had two starters come back uh, that came back to the team from last year's regional semifinal team. So mm-hmm. um, trying to get eight kids, you know, to buy in and play together, you know, within a year is kind of hard. But after that George Washington game, that kind of set us on the pedestal. Uh, we finally started shooting the three better uh, in sectionals, regionals, and semi-state. Uh, you know, I thought we had a team that could win the state title. I mean, you know, we're two minutes away if they uh, if Jalen Carson hits that layup when it was tied 61-61. I think we put the pressure on them, and I think we come out on top and you know, it would have been a rematch of a game we played early in the season against Culver. But mm-hmm. um, we had a great season. I think we did what we needed to do. Uh, we just came up short. And like I said, you know, in the games that you lose by three, there's always four or five plays you go back to that, you know, you know could have uh, kept us out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know me and John were watching, and we kept – getting ourselves we're going to make a game we're going to make a game and and head to it to see you guys and uh we never did but we definitely followed along like you said you next year looks like uh you've got sincere mcmahon is one of your mate is gonna be your main guy coming back next season um how i know it's we're still months ahead but conditioning and all that starts here soon um uh, how was it looking with the up-and-coming players to the varsity squad so the one thing I left out is we got a transfer from Lawrence North, a uh, kid named uh, Tyron Rogers, six five kid. Uh, he only played two games for LN. Uh, you know we did his transfer early, 
The IHSA didn't clear him until after the state tournament. Um, <laughs> so he'll be there. He averaged 11. He can shoot it. Uh, we have another shooter from Hal that came over that averaged 12 points and shot 43% from three. Um, we have Donovan Barnett, Jalen Carson, 6'7 kid, and 6'4 kid. Uh, then we have a freshman team. So we won freshman city the last three years. Uh, so we have a good nucleus of kids here. So I'm excited to see what we do in 4A because I think, you know, Warren Central is will not be the Warren Central it used to. Uh, LC still has the two kids, Davis and Pack. Uh, LN uh, has two kids. But I don't think you have a team that you can just say, hey, they're just heads and shoulders above everybody. Um, so, like I said, I'm excited with the group we have. I think we can spread the floor, shoot the ball. Uh, when we won the state title, we had three or four kids that shot over uh, 40% from three. Mm-hmm. So, it looks, uh, you know, it looks good for us. So, like I said, you can't really, you know, figure it out now. But, like, as we get to – uh, conditioning and uh, doing workouts, we'll see, and then the month of June we can do some things as a team. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm really excited with this group. I'm really excited about the opportunity to be in sectional team. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, Coach Coach Hawkins, what uh, Jonathan Bertrand? You, you, we, we go way back. <laughs> what, <laughs> what expectations do you uh, you know? I, what expectations do you have for a player on your team? I mean, I think the biggest thing is when you come to Attics or you choose to come here and play, uh, you have to be committed to playing defense. That's the biggest thing. Uh, offense comes and goes, but you have to, you know, commit yourself to playing defense, being a communicator, being able to communicate, you know, on the floor, but you got to communicate off the floor in the classroom. Uh, we got to be student athletes. That's the biggest thing. I think, you know, since I've been over here, you know, Nike was able to go to uh, – Miami of Ohio, uh, Zach was able to go to uh, Huntington, but we've had some kids that didn't take care of the classwork. Granted, I wasn't here mm-hmm. probably the first first three years, but mm-hmm. you know, with the group that you could consider, like this group that graduates, uh, are the last of you could say like the Phil Washington era. Uh, so, like we have the kids, like I would say that would be my first graduating class that would be. Uh, like 2020 kids or whatever, uh, or 2021 that are sophomores that will be juniors. So when you're looking at their grades, we have a lot of kids with two nines, three O's, three ones, three twos. So, um, you know, it's just a toughness, a grit. Uh, but like I said, you, you got to play defense. And if you don't, then, you know, this is not the program for you uh, to be at. So kids understand that. And, uh, you know, they, they know uh, if you don't do that or take charges or do what you need to do, uh, you're going to come out. So, uh, you know, that's what I look for in players, and that's what I look for, uh, you know, with with my program. And, uh, we're always mm-hmm. going to have hard work, do what we need to do. When, when did you know you were so smart at basketball? <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, when, did you know, when did you know you wanted to become a coach? Like, you know. I just think you always are looking at games, watching, uh, uh, got uh, you know, just watching games. Uh, I would play my game after Isaiah Thomas. So you're just looking at how he, you know, pushed people on the floor, got people in the right spot to do what they needed to do. And so as I played, 
you know, a point guard is the extension of the coach, the head coach. So, uh, you know, I just, you know, fell in love with that. And then just as I got older and then, you know, graduated from high school, uh, didn't play in college. So it's just, okay, the next thing I want to do is coach. And so from there, you know, got my first opportunity coaching AAU and then got my first actual high school experience, uh, you know, at Southport where I graduated from. So mm-hmm. it's really just, uh, you know, just being in those situations. And then, you know, from there, just growing from those, learning, uh, you know, leave Southport, go to Short Ridge, leave Short Ridge, go to Burbuff, leave Burbuff, and that put me here at uh, Christmas Attic. So, uh, you know, I, it's just something that, you know, you just individually, I just like game planning, being able to dissect film, look what people do, and then be able to look at a game plan and see if it works. And then if it doesn't, kind of go back and see where we went wrong and then try to make adjustments the next time we play people. So, um, you know, here in Indianapolis and uh, the the city and in Marion County, it's hard to win 20 games, and we did that for three years straight. And uh, you look at the schedule we played last year, we played a lot of 418. So, uh, you know, that's what we want to do again this year. Uh, but, you know, just to say, you know, wh- why I wanted to coach, you know, it's just playing and being a point guard. I think every point guard is an extension of the head coach. And, okay. you know, from there, I just want, you know, you just want to do it after that. Okay. 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 Coach, here's here's a question I have. And it's, it wasn't as relevant back in the day when I played and such. But with the way the NBA now has progressed, um, how hard is it with your kids now for what they're seeing on TV that they're trying to do in these games. I mean, we see kids all the time now shooting 35-foot threes because they're seeing Steph Curry sit there and do it. Uh, how hard has that been? Uh, it's hard, but like I said, over here, you got to be able to dribble, pass, and shoot. And so we have a freshman kid. His name is E.J. Smith. He'll play a lot of varsity next year. He's probably one of the top shooters uh, in this freshman class here in Indiana. But, like, uh, the game has expanded. So, you know, for me, I, I, I value shooting at the, at, the, at the highest level just because if you're able to make threes, kids have to play tighter on their men. So when you're looking at helping, and then if we're able to drive the ball, there's not a lot of help. So if you're one-on-one, you can beat your men off the dribble. And then if the big commits, you drop it off, then it's mm-hmm. there. So, you know, if I just had bigs that could just dominate down low, then yeah, then I'm not really too much worried about it. Or it it can help that situation because <laughs> you can throw it in and have one on ones all day. So I just think uh, when you're looking at basketball, you have to adjust to what you have in your program. So if you have shooting, then you need to run offenses geared toward getting shots or being able to drive and kick. Um, and like I said, you know, you need to be able to dribble, pass, shoot here, and that's what we'll do here. You know, until unless I get two six ten kids, and then we'll just go high <laughs> low, uh, three out two in Matt Painter type stuff. Uh, you know, uh, in that situation, so you just everything's dictated by what you have in your program and what you need to win a game. So if I know I I, I can't score, we're gonna hold the ball. So I know if a lot of people you know got mad with uh, Warren Central, but I think you have to play to the strength of your players and to the strength of what you do best. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why they've been successful and only lost maybe three or four, I think seven or eight games in three years. So, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, I'll tell you this. No, back after I graduated from college, I went back to my, my old high school. My old coach asked me to be an assistant. I ended up being JV coach there. And the hardest thing that he told me, the hardest thing wasn't going to be coaching. It wasn't going to be the kids. It was the parents setting expectations with the parents um, early in the year. And you see news viral videos all year, it seems like, with, with parents getting kicked out. And I guess the one they just showed today with LeBron kicking the AAU coach out of the uh, – the, LeBron took over the huddle for his son. But uh, that was the hardest thing for me was trying to get all the parents to understand and buy in to what we were trying to do on the court. And not every kid's going to get all that playing time that they want. So. Yeah, and I think I think in those situations, like you have to set clear expectations, clear to channels of communication. Um, I think in high school you got to do that a lot just because parents just feel entitled. Kids think they feel entitled. I think if you set clear expectations, you know, you know, this is a team. This is who shots how the shots will go through. Um, but like I said, if you're hot, we're gonna ride you. I think, you know, parents just have to understand, you know, people have to play the game the right way. When you play the game the right way, the game rewards you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so with, with parents, like what we do here, we, we set a clear communication channel. And then, like I said, if it's something, a situation that we can't get fixed, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll never hold a kid back. So uh, I lost my starting four man at the start of the year this year. They went to Indy Met. So, uh, you know, it's not, you know, it's just not the right fit here. So, hey, you know, more power to her, but I'm not just going to hold kids back. So when you have those parent situations, just communicating them, talking with them, but having them go through a process and then understanding, okay, if we can get in a common ground on a, that process, then, you know, it's probably best that this, you know, your son and daughter go get an opportunity somewhere else. And I'm not mm-hmm. against another kid going somewhere else and thriving. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, I want to see every kid succeed that comes through here or go somewhere else. Okay. Coach, I know know we only got you for a couple more minutes or so. I got two crucial questions. Okay. Do you still watch WWE? Please. Hey, man, always, always. Yeah. You know me? Hey, hey, I'm so happy they took the belt off Brock Lesnar. You know? (laughs) Hey, man, just a waste of time, man. He come in there and do, like, seven cents. uh, uh, body slams and then boom F five and then that's it. So yeah, nah, I always watch it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm always a lifelong. It took a while. It took a while to get Jonathan on board. He uh he was boycotting wrestling until uh, the title switched hands. So all last year I kept trying to get him to watch. So we can finally get him back on it. Yeah. So that's one of the yeah. So yeah, you know me. Yeah, I'm gonna love wrestling. And my next uh, my next question uh, doesn't pertain to high school basketball. Kobe, uh, LeBron. Oh, oh. I mean, it's easy. You know what? If LeBron had Kobe's killer instinct, it would be easy. It would be easy for a lot of people to come off Kobe. But I'm gonna just say LeBron, because LeBron just does a lot of things, uh, you know, to influence the game. And I just like, you know, as a as a player, and then you know he coaches too. Uh, I'm pretty sure he probably has something to do with Walton, uh, but you know, getting canned. But at the end of the day, man, he's a great player. He does it the right, right way. 
he demands a lot out of his players, out of his coaches, out of the GM, you know. So it's just, right. uh, you know, I just think right there. But if he had Kobe killer instinct, then I think by far I would, you know, he would be heads and shoulders. But I'm going to ride with him all day long, man. I ain't going to stay That's why. <laughs> That's why I <laughs> Hey, coach, you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't keep the logo Jerry West or or James Harden off your top ten shooting guard list, would you? Unlike somebody. No, nah, well, let's let's not let's not put James Harden as a top <laughs> ten shooting guard. You know, if we have more time to talk about the NBA, I could give you I could, I could text him to my list just so you would know who it is. But okay, I, you know, it's hard for me. With James Harden not being able to play defense, for me to put him yeah. in the top ten, top right. ten score, yes. But then shooting guard, there's some shooting guards that actually play defense. So, uh, you know, yeah, we'll disagree on that one. Okay, okay. I do have a well, real quick. Um, I actually worked with your mother uh, for several years in the hospitality industry. So I've uh, I've actually we've, we've met one time previous years. So it's a very sweet lady. Very sweet lady. Thank you. So, thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely, Coach. Well, hey, thank you for joining us. I know we didn't want to take much of your time tonight, but uh, we'll get you on as it gets closer as well to your guys' next season. And uh, you're welcome anytime, my man. Do you want to talk hoops? All right, no problem. Hey, just just to let everybody know, Celtics will win everything. Hey, it's over Woo. now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is a good prediction. I like it. I took him in the Easter Conference, so yeah, I think I think they play in the right way. So we'll see. All right, coach. Take care. We'll be, we'll, we'll get you back on again. All right. Thank, All right. You, Thank you. No problem. All right. That was head coach Christmas Addicts. Chris Hawkins joining us. John, that was an awesome interview. A lot of great insight yep. with high school basketball. Um, his yep. thought process. Um, he did mention, I, I should have mentioned him at the top. I mean, 3A state champion his first year there uh, in 2016-17. Knocked off Twin Lakes for the title. Uh, a lot of great stuff from Chris. Uh, then he had his NBA talk and a little bit of WWE. I like it. I like him. <laughs> Yeah, Chris is a good guy. He knows he knows his he knows his sports. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love to have him on again as we get closer to next season as well. And it sounds like they've got some uh, they've got some guys that are coming in, some transfers and stuff, which is new in the last couple of years getting these transfer kids. Mm-hmm. But and I was meaning to ask him, and then he answered the question right off the top: was the new sectional alignment? And my goodness, John, that's a tough sectional for them. Real talented, real tough. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things he said in there. Did he say he said uh, Lawrence Central? Or he said Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. he said Lawrence yeah. Central. He said Warren Central. I think it's a lot of yeah. those schools there. Right. Yeah. So, absolutely. So yeah, that was our our man Chris Hawkins, head coach, Christmas Addicts, joining us tonight. Thank you again, Coach. Uh, looking back to NBA real quick um, as we do that, and we'll hit some quick hitters to end this evening. Uh, mm-hmm. The Russell Westbrook, I want to get back to this because I, I don't think we've okay. on it enough. Uh, their identity crisis, I, 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 and, you know, Barkley and Shaq and, you know, they're hilarious on TNT, but they even said themselves that they're doing all this for year after year, the way Russ is playing, and 
it's not winning them games in the playoffs that almost Russ needs to have the ball out of his hands. He doesn't need to be a point guard anymore. Put him as a shooting guard. Let him kind of create off the side and not drive it in the hole a thousand miles an hour and expect the referee to bail him out. Um, what's your thoughts on that process? If, if, if that's a, I mean, it, I got to say something. Know, you know, Brandon, it, it kind of worked. If you think about it, uh, it kind of worked for Harden before uh, I'm comparing to when Harden was by himself in Houston uh, before um, Chris Paul got there. And then I know everybody thought that that wasn't, that wasn't going to work out because Harden, cause Harden was playing primarily the guard, right? Uh, but it kind of opened up Harden to be more of a scorer. Um, I don't, I don't know if it, it that that seems like it would be it would make sense to move him over and in the half court set to play more shooting guard. Obviously, we know. I listen. I'm not gonna pile on. Russ can play defense, and in this NBA, he can play defense on most shooting guards. You know what I'm saying? Even though he might be giving up two to three inches on certain ones, right? But Russ can play defense on, on uh, at the shooting guard position, so that's not that's not an issue. Um, the issue would be though, um, for me, is now with teams lag off of him, that let him shoot, let him go. You know what I'm saying? Let him go, uh, let him shoot. However, you know from from outside, that would be kind of a question mark for me. Um, but he needs to do. They, I mean, they're right. They they finish. What they went for? They were out four and one this year, four and one last year. I want to say they were four and one the year before that. They haven't won. They haven't won significant playoff series since Kevin Durant left. And 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 you know most NBA people, or or if you go into a barbershop, they'll tell you that's why Kevin Durant left because of Russell Westbrook, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, I don't know if they again, like I said, I, I always go back to what they have constructed on as far as their cap and what they have constructed as far as players on their on their team currently, and nobody's just going to just give you, you know, uh, another. Kimball Walker, you're not going to be able to sign Kimball Walker mm-hmm. off the street without, you know what I'm saying, losing something or or, or nobody's going to just trade for, um, I can't think of the German kid's name right now. I always make fun of him because he's Luca? He a, who? Luca? What's his name? No, the, the point guard they have. He plays the backup to Ruff. I cannot think of it. I'm sorry, man. i got a brain fart right now. Not Schroeder. Uh, yeah, Schroeder. Nobody's just trading. Nobody's going to oh. give you, you know, A-level – Point guard for for Darren Schroeder for Dennis Schroeder, so mm-hmm. um, they kind of like I said they they have a they'll probably have to you know no they're got to run some more stuff to Paul George. Yeah, did playoff P make the wrong decision to sign that extension with Thunder? You, you know what? <laughs> it was a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. So if if you if you come up short in Oklahoma, it's still Russ's fault. We we made a we talked ten minutes about it being Russ's fault, right? If you come up short in LA, it's your fault, not LeBron James's fault, right? Now here's uh-huh. the thing, though, Brandon. I don't think they would have had to give up a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Shed contracts or whatnot to get Paul George. Now that would, you know what? I I, I kind of argue. I argue for the for the opposite. I argue for that Paul George should have went to LA. And I think it would have been a different result. And I don't think if they wasn't it would have got fired. That Walton would have got fired. You know? Yeah. Because then you have then you have a more deep team. You don't have to worry about bringing in I mean, at one point, uh uh was who players lost we lost players of injury. Um 
they lost LeBron to injury for 18 games. You, I mean, I know we, you know, what I'm saying if people in Indiana are are will are ready to spit on Paul George's grave, but he can carry a team for you know what I'm saying for 18 games. I know that for a fact. I watched him carry a team. You know, what I'm saying the Pacers. You know, what I mean, yeah. he came up. He obviously, obviously just came up short. So him making the wrong decision, his bank account is not going to say that, and his agent's not going to say that, right? But it, I, I think there's a, it, I think there's a bright, I think there's a brighter ceiling. Even though you know, what I'm saying it's always the blame game with playing with LeBron. The brighter, the brighter, the bigger, the, yeah, the ceiling's the roof, right? The brighter ceiling <laughs> would have been with, with, with LA. Yeah. Okay. Um. You know, in Dame that night, John, uh, Game Five, I was, I was laying in bed watching it, and I had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of money on the game. I had the Portland minus two and a half, and they were down by nine with three minutes to go, or fourteen with three minutes to go, battled back. Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard just hot all series, and then when he hit that three, I knew you were busy or you were asleep, but I was texting yeah. you like a machine when that yeah, happened. I woke up about seven Texas. Yeah, man, that was that was cold blooded. <laughs> yeah, real Carson Edwards esque. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it was Carson Edwards esque. I think it's probably the other way around now, right? Um, yeah. And then you know what? The next morning, everybody, you gotta understand that Damon Lillard uh, and that Portland CJ McCollum as well. They were they've kind of been as a coach. They've kind of been under underneath the uh, the microscope and behind the eight ball as far as you know what I'm saying, and, and in trade talks about as far as like what they couldn't do in playoffs. So it was yeah. kind of like an awake, it was kind of like an awakening for them to advance past the first round. I think the hell they, sorry, yeah, they got swept last year. They were the number two seed last two years. Last two went, years, yeah. they lost eight yeah. straight playoff games. Yeah, it kind of went under the radar because uh, Toronto was number one seed and got swept by Cleveland. But uh, and then you know those late those late, in their favor, those late games kind of play out for them where nobody kind of pays attention even from the media but yeah they lost they like they got swept so he kind of got he kind of got the monkey off their back a la you know what i'm saying everybody remember steve young <laughs> when he does when he does that i think that's one of the classic moments in sports when he got the monkey off his back yeah. he by himself. now they haven't won the championship now it's gonna get crazy right but but as far as them advancing in the playoffs you know what i'm saying you have to give up to the Portland Trevors now maybe this, some of that you know the 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 shadows of them uh, blowing up that team and moving contracts, uh, not not necessarily moving Lillard, but moving other other and other the ancillary parts can kind of go be put to rest. Yeah, absolutely. I loved when Lillard waved goodbye after hitting that shot, and then he uh, <laughs> kind of gave Russell them that look. That was that was beautifully done, well executed. Um, and then they had six days off. They had five or six days of rest, and they play a Nuggets team now that tonight that only had two days of rest. Uh, a lot of people think Denver's still going to pull it out, but I actually think Portland may put, is probably going to push this seven games. It depends if Cancer can hold the Joker. Yeah, yeah, that would, that's going to be – yeah, because Lillard's got the – I mean, Lillard, he's got the touch. <laughs> you remember that old song? He's got the touch. <laughs> but uh, they, they, the Portland kind of goes as he goes. Um, and this is still uh, – untraveled territory for the Denver Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Outside of me and you and maybe a couple others uh, uh, hoop heads, who knows who's on that team? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I kind of give it to – I kind of I, I kind of think it can go to seven as well. Sure. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I still remember the West, Wesley Matthews days out there. And him out there hitting three balls with them. Uh, yeah, so that I think that's going to be good. Uh, the, the Warriors lost another game at home to the Clippers. I just want to round yeah. this out before we get to the next game. But uh, it's it, it took them six games, and it really probably shouldn't have. I mean, give credit to the, to the Clippers. You called out Kevin Durant uh, because he scored all these points, and they didn't get no wins. But in the big games when they needed it, Kevin Durant put that team on his shoulder, and he carried them to victory. Right. I don't. Well, you know, I'm not listen. It's it's easy. I'm not gonna say it's easy to score 45 points, but right or 55 points. But you look who you're playing with. I don't, I don't and I don't want to keep on harping on that. You know what I'm saying? We have to get over that. That's who we that's who we chose to be, play with, and and the the Golden State Warriors gave up depth to to to, to allow Kevin Durant to play with them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But with, with, with all that being said, you cannot. You, 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 hey, I'm my breath. Guess what, Brandon? It's still Steph's team. He's not playing <laughs> at a Steph Curry. He's not playing at Steph Curry like he gets 18 in his sleep, right? But he's not playing Steph Curry uh, basketball, and maybe he's kind of saving himself uh, for further down the line uh, for when it's time to be uh, Steph Curry. Uh, but and then and, and 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 also with that, does he have to be? This is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Show me, I'm coming to the Eastern Conference. Get your paper, get your pocketbooks open. This is his. This is his time to <laughs> to display display his talent. We all know. I'm, I, listen, I, I'm about to go. Uh, what's, what's my boy? Uh, the, he's an NBA insider. Um, uh, Super Bay looks like the kid from Super Bay, right? Uh, I'm about to totally go. Uh, Sharon Horn. Brian Windhorst. Brian, Brian Windhorst. Yeah, dude. We all know. They know. Kevin Durant is leaving. They know it. He knows it. He got. He's looking at a two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollar contract. He already turned down one. Can't keep like this. They don't. You can't keep on turning down these contracts, right? So why <laughs> yeah. not? Put, why not put your put your put your talents on full display? Give. I mean, give your incoming team what they think they you know, what they know they're going to get, and win another championship. I mean, it kind of leaves bad taste in people's mouths if you grew up watching basketball from the seventies and eighties, or the, and include the nineties, where you know, saying uh, all the MVPs didn't play on one team. You know, but um, the Warriors. I mean, you know, they shouldn't. They 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 got Adam. They they should not like you said. They shouldn't have let. Should have never got even close to the word six. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it went to game one the other night. We had last night, and I didn't get to see any of the games. I was on the golf course last night, but uh, uh, the the Warriors and the Rockets and. There's a lot of controversy with the referees. Harden made it word, you know, that do you have to give him landing zones for a shooter? Now, sometimes I do believe Harden fabergasts and kind of ex- exaggerates with his falling down or falling into the shooter or the or the defender um, right. on that. But some of those, you know, it's, it's like you said, if you referee the first three quarters one way, you need to do the fourth quarter the same way. Uh does he have an argument? Him and the Rockets have an argument. Do they even stand a chance? I'm going to ask you. Do they stand a chance to beat the Warriors? Because the Warriors do not have the depth that they used to have. Do they stand a chance? I win a game. 
if the Warriors play like they supposed to play, Houston would still just win one game. Uh, Chris Paul is, and, and as long as Chris Paul stays 100 percent healthy, Chris Paul still, yeah. uh, Chris Paul still a great talent, still a great. I mean, still All Star level, you know. Uh, and then for whatever crazy system, he can go shoot seven for 25, six for 25, and they can still be in the game. I don't, Brandon, I don't get it, but it works for in D'Antoni's system. I mean, get to the line, and that's where he gets a lot of points. I and mean, we all know he's deadly at the line uh, from a free throw standpoint. Um, and then, and then, and 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 what past D'Antoni teams haven't shown, this team does actually play defense. Like they get their hands on the ball, they get steals. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. Do they rebound like like a terror, like Bill Lambeer or Dennis Robin? No, they don't. Uh, but they they do play defense. I'm not saying Harden is the one playing the majority of the defense, <laughs> but they do they do play defense and they do share the ball. They do pass the ball. I I, I mean, uh, Eric Gordon uh, again. He he's the guy that gets 20 uh, seemingly. Every night, uh, not necessarily twenty in his sleep, but like twenty every night. So you know, Houston offense is always in these games. It's for me, Brandon. You cannot play an up and down. You can't. And I know that's that's what the, the game is about now, going uh, up and down and isolation and shooting threes. But you're not gonna win that. You're not gonna win a scoring game against Golden State. You're just not. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it's gonna be a great series. Uh, it went seven last year. And yeah. uh, it's funny, an article came out right before the show started, came out on ESPN.com, and it was reported by NBA writer Zach Lowe and also Rachel Nichols that the Rockets audited – they audited the 2018 Game 7 against the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. They audited it, and then they had the NBA audit it as well. I didn't know you could audit a pre-game tape looking at it. Uh, the logist of this says that the full report from a Houston's audit and – uh, NBA's audit obtained by the ESPN lists 81 total calls, non-calls, and violations. So combined, 81 total calls, non-calls, and violations. It concludes that of those 81 instances, uh, it cost the Houston Rockets a total of 18.9 points in that game seven. They would have won by 14 over the Warriors in game seven last year. If the officiating would have been done correctly, Who and you said it yourself, Mark Cuban. <laughs> I don't know. You said it even yourself beginning of the playoffs that the referees just the the referee is just terrible. Uh, and we talked yeah, about during football it's, too. Yeah, this inconsistent. And I know guys. I know they they're in the moment and everything's real fast. But I, you feel like it's just as fast on your screen. And if you see a guy getting bear hugged, or you see an over and back. Or you see a, a guy, you know what I mean? Because uh, hell, everybody in America got high definition televisions now. If you see uh, uh, somebody get hit on the elbow, you expect that the call to be made. And I don't want everything to go Terminator robotic or anything like that. Right. Or use a camera, you know what I'm saying? Where you, are, you know what I mean? But you just want the calls to get right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, we've got the uh, looking at the some of the other games we have. We talked about Durant. Well, the, the uh, Raptors, they've had the game one jinx is finally off their back. Uh, Kawhi <laughs> yeah. Leonard stepping up, scoring 40-some points. A little scorched you earth. Know, Brandon, it's the same thing that I just told the job of Durant. He's, got a, he's on audition. Now, and now, I don't know what his number is, okay, versus what Kevin Durant is or, like, or what, people, what, what general managers have 
much more who you know much faith in uh, like paying him because like man, just be honest, man. Sometimes he he don't want to play. That's kind of what happened with you know what I'm saying the stigmatism of him leaving San Antonio. Uh, from a team standpoint, the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they they put up some bigs against uh, Embiid and that bothered him and made him shoot. The Philadelphia 76ers go as Joe Embiid goes. And if he yeah. has a bad game, they're they're not going to win. I I mean, I, and there's a pile on Ben Simmons and his his lack of their shooting. I think he's an incredible athlete and incredible talent as far as like from a passing standpoint, but he can't shoot. You know what I mean? From a passing uh-huh. standpoint, rebound standpoint, he's a walking, talking triple double because he you know transitionally he'll get he'll get points, but he can't shoot. So the the team goes as as Joel Embiid go and goes and between Sergey Ibaka and Paul Gasol. And um, I know the other guy, man, he's kind of a new, he's a new face. I can't remember his name now. But they 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 harass, you know, uh, Joel Embiid into a, a, a poor shooting night. And Kawhi Leonard put on, uh, you know, his audition tape for, you know, whoever wants him out in L.A. Mm-hmm. Or if he wants, if, or if he decides to stay in Toronto. I kind of hope he stays in Toronto. It, it makes the NBA a little bit more competitive. Now, he ends up in the Clipper land. Man, look out, right, with that team, what they have. But I kind of hope he stays in Toronto because it makes things more interesting. And it looks okay. like I, I, I give Philadelphia a chance. I give Philadelphia a chance to bounce back, but I don't think they're. I don't think they can win this series. Yeah, I agree. I think the Raptors or the Sixers maybe win two games, but I think in the end the Raptors are the more better or the better team and will make it obviously the Eastern Conference Finals. Hopefully against the Celtics. Um, I think right. they're going to knock off Giannis. We'll talk about the Celtics and Bucks in a minute. We do have a phone call though. We have. Uh, a guy named Starchild from Detroit Motor City. Since we can get him on here, if it connects correctly, Starchild from Motor City, how are we? Oh, my, I'm I'm doing good, gentlemen. I just decided to uh, to chime in and listen uh, to a little bit of the discussion and maybe you know give my two cents for you know what it's worth. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. What do you want to talk about? Oh no! I, I mean, I was just following along with the narrative. Uh, you all were talking about the playoffs. Um, okay. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a diehard Piston fan, so I know that we didn't have a chance this year, especially getting uh getting run over by the the, the Giannis. Pretty much, it was it, it, it was sort of like a one man gang. I know, understand he has a whole team, but it it didn't look like it when uh, Blake right. Griffin was got. I think that they should have put Drummond on him at least and let Blake, even though he was. You know, Blake is good for – he's not good for the whole season. So, after you get – you know, after he'll get you to the playoffs, he's not going to be any good. So, I think that they should have let him play like the five or the three or something, anything, but, you know, having to guard Giannis because he just made him look like a damn rag doll. But, you know, that's just, that's another story. So, other than that, um, you know, I'm not too, you know, keen on the Western Conference. You know, I'm kind of old school, so I'm sort of against uh, super teams, I believe, you know, and I get a lot of flack back and forth about, you know, other friends of mine saying, you know, oh, man, you know, they're just trying to win a championship and, you know, other teams got the same opportunity. You know, I think that Dan Silver during the offseason should do something to prevent players from actually, like, you know, running the league, just like, you know, uh, Bob McNair said in the NFL, you cannot let the inmates run the asylum. That's my, that's just my opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. And just like you were alluding to it earlier, the gentleman said, you know, I hope that he that uh, Kawhi Leonard stays in Toronto 
because that just makes things more interesting. I'm all about parody. The thing is, is that I like basketball just as much as the next person, but I don't want to tune in to see an all-star team blow away every team by 30 points. I don't want to see that. So, yep. you know, that that's just that's just my take on it. Yeah, so, but absolutely. I, I, will, I will say this real quick, that since I've sort of been frustrated by these issues, I want to ask you all or anybody else on the call, um, I've never been a, a fan of football, and I'm not talking about American football. I'm talking about world football, soccer. Have any of you guys ever, like, tuned into, like, the Premier League? That is the shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I'm I have. You, I started watching. I started watching the Premier League, man. Now I am absolutely hooked. My team is West Ham United and Liverpool. Liverpool has a squad. Okay. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, I didn't yeah. mean to, uh, you know, I didn't mean to uh, go off on a tangent, but I just wanted to put put that out there, man. So no, yeah, so this, is, this is an African American man from Detroit. Watching soccer, you know. <laughs> because I'm definitely frustrated with the Lions, so we're not even gonna go there with the Lions. So you know, that's a whole other story. Ooh, that was a rough draft as well. Right, right. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I just started last year to watch the Premier League. Um, uh, a couple guys I work with, they ended up getting me kind of to watch it, so I've been watching it. Uh, I had to pick a team that I, I didn't want somebody that was already in the Premier League. I wanted somebody that was going to work their way up. I took the uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, I think, just because I liked their name and their colors. Uh, and they were the best of the lower division, I guess. And they just moved up this past year to the Premier League. So I've been watching a lot of their games. I look at I'll this, watching them play and then watching what the action on the basketball court with the, the NBA uh, I mean, they're, it's almost like murder on the soccer field compared to uh, what, what what's going on in the NBA with some of these, if, the fouls and such. Yeah, but, I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I grew up, you know, being a, you know, a Pistons fan of bad boys. And so, you know, I mean, I still love basketball. But, I mean, I have my, my YouTube channel set to where anytime I get highlights from 10 to 11 minutes of the Premier League, I'm watching every game, man. And I don't, you know, I love it. I love it. So, you know, what? that's just me. What, I think, uh, I think it, go ahead. What Detroit bit with the Pistons for next season? What What are we looking for this off season? What do we need to add? Man, see, you know, the Pistons have been in the, for some reason, they, the management has not decided to tank games. Oh, wow. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> we have a new stadium. The thing is that they sold the, 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 the entire franchise to get Blake Griffin to bring some, to, to increase a few ticket sales. They had to sell a few more tickets, so we needed a bona fide star. So we went and got Blake Griffin. And the thing is that our hands are tied with all these terrible contracts and we, I have a transition of management. We don't, Joe Dumars is not coming back anytime soon, which I think they need to go and beg him to come back and give him whatever the hell he wants. But I don't see that happening. And the thing is that they don't play bad enough to where they get a decent, some decent picks. 
And even when right. they do get a decent pick, they pick like Luke Kennard or something, man. I don't understand. Oh, man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not bagging on him, but I mean, you know, we needed something more. I mean, uh, you know, he can shoot, but I figured that we needed a brother from Utah first, that, that number two that they got yeah. a couple years ago. Uh, what's his name? Um, Mitchell. Uh, you talking about
Uh, yeah, looking at yeah. you know you guys took Quinn and Williams at the number th- yes. at the number three pick, good offensive lineman, very young. Uh, yes, I mean the kid still has braces when he was walking onto the onto the uh, the podium there. But you know, mm-hmm. looking at some of your guys' picks, uh, the graph I gave you guys a plus for draft grade overall. I mean, you went and addressed things you needed. Um, Williams, the dominant player at Alabama, he'll be a thorn in the side of the NFL offensive lines. So. Yes. Uh, and you, you guys be. have Greg Williams. I didn't know you had Greg Williams as your defensive coordinator. We do now. <laughs> so, yeah, let's absolutely. See what, what else you got? Yeah, and they and uh, also uh, the, uh, one of the last picks, uh, the son of a heavyweight champ, uh, got um, selected. Yeah, Holyfield, real real deal. Holyfield boy, yeah. Where do you end up getting okay. picked by? Who was it? Uh, let me see here. It was Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Okay. Okay. They also got Will Greer, so it's interesting. They I saw I read an article today. Somebody decided to write about is Cam Newton in trouble with Will Greer coming in. I said, come on mm-hmm. now, come on now. That's Cam. That wimp. That's his team. So what else you got, Luke? I think, I think personally that uh, Cam Newton is a well. I don't know if you say something here or not, but I think he's a great big wuss. Fair enough. Oh, hey, we, we, we opened it up for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I just I think he's crybaby. I think it, for oh, me, yeah. it, it, well, that's it, it, for wuss. Super Bowl 50 was what did it for me when he was uh, in the press conference afterwards. When he's like, well, I can hear Peyton Manning and they're, they're, all, or they're all in there celebrating and stuff. Grow up. Yeah. He can dish it out. Yeah. Now, John, I know you're pretty silent on this. What's your take on Cam? You know, you know, I like Cam, man. I like Cam. I know uh, we had a debate uh, early, early on uh, in our. In, oh man, I don't know. It's probably like episode fifty or something like that, fifty or so. Um, I know we had a debate about uh, his, his his QBR rating decline, and I was like, no, it couldn't have been. And you had evidence that it did, that it has. Um, in, yeah, can he be immature? Yeah, but that's that's the picture of today's you know athlete. In, yes. in, in some regards, in some regards. So I'm, again, I'm not making excuses for him. It's kind of what the world, kind of the world that he kind of grew up in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Lou, what else you got? We're running short on time today, so I got to be short with you. I'm oh, sorry. right. Oh, I'm so, yeah, but I had some extra time tonight, so I just wanted to get in. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know. Right, and of course, uh, well. Yesterday's NBA playoff matchup game one was not what I expected. I mean, the Celtics beat the Yucks. I mean, the Bucks. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, I took bu- I took Celtics plus eight and a half, so I felt good on ah. that one. I felt good. You know something I didn't know? <clears throat> <laughs> I just I don't know. I just think the I think also experience playoff experience I think plays a whole other factor. <laughs> um, and as you even look, were they ever the the Bucks were never challenged for a playoff game. No, at least the Celtics. No, never. At least the Celtics were challenged by the Pacers through those four games. At least, I mean, all of them. I think they were all at one point. The Pacers were leading at towards in the second half. Right. Yes. Um, so at that point, I think playoff experience. And if there's going to, if you're going to steal one on the road, that'd be the one they could steal. And I do think the Bucks are going to come back tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow or Wednesday, and they'll probably end up getting game game two there. So, but. Um, I think I we're looking think so. at six games, six game series. I think maybe even seven. Um, 
Yeah. It, it all de- it all depends if Jan what they do with Giannis. Uh, if the Celtics can find a way. Player? Yeah. If they can double him up, uh, they can do a diamond and one or something on him to kind of just have good help side. But I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, one more quick thing. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow hockey or not, but uh, is anybody surprised that the Islanders are down 2 nothing in the series now? I am. I took the Islanders both games. Ugh. You too? Well, well, here's the thing, Lou. Here's my thought process with them. Yeah. Uh, the Brooklyn Islanders are not as good as the New York Islanders. No. Because they've played both games at the Barclays, and they've lost. They need to go back to the Nassau. Take them back. Be Better crowds. You Instead yeah. of having fans that are sitting there sipping Chardonnay and Barclays, put them with the Rowdies okay. that are playing, drinking the beers in the Nassau. Right. So much for a change of scenery, right? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Okay, I know you're short on time, so I'll leave it at that. And if I find time next week, I'll call again. All right, Lou. Take care, buddy. Thanks. John, my man, that was our man, man, sweet Lou from New Jersey. <laughs> before that, we had Star Child from Detroit, Michigan. And then we, before that, we had Chris Hawkins from Indy. Man, we're just, yep. we have a lot of show, a lot of callers tonight. A lot of great callers. I love it. Please keep it going. Uh, we said tonight was going to be a wild and crazy show. I mean, Star Child called out your boy Luke Kennard. Hey man, uh, hey, they want to give him. They want to give him Luke Kennard. I, I mean, we sure will take him. Yeah, absolutely. No kidding. Um, so yeah, we went to the Bucks and Celtics series. That's the last one on our list here. Bucks Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of talked about already. I had Boston in the first game. I just think they're the better team team overall they've had more playoff experience um and they've played closer games in the playoffs so i actually yep. got the celtics in six i would agree with that i don't think it's go seven or anywhere near it, it, they, if they don't they don't win tomorrow they go, uh, they're in trouble the bucks are okay. they won't get swept That's... but they're in trouble okay perfect uh a couple things to finish out the night uh sports betting is about to be legal here in indiana officially Bill got passed last week. Casino will have live dealers starting in January of 2020. Mobile sports betting will be uh, live here in, Indian, in Indiana. The bill is heading to the governor's desk to sign. He has 10 days, seven days now, to sign it. Um, the sports betting, betting and stuff could go early as July 1st into effect or August. So definitely looking forward to that. I cannot wait myself. So, um oh, wow. And then big events this week. Besides the NBA playoffs, John, I don't know how big. You're probably not into it as much as I am, but we've got this going on this week. The Kentucky Good Derby. Boy. If if this doesn't tell you that it's the month of May, then I don't know what is. We got the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oats this weekend. Um, early favorites right now. Game winner. And Omaha Beach right now are five to one, six to one odds. Roadster up there as well as five to one. Um, some of these will change as it gets closer to race day. Uh, the the horse I like name wise, the the best name for me is Win 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 because I think of DJ Khalid. All I do is Win 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 for that one. Twenty to one <laughs> odds right now. So Kentucky Derby this Saturday. It's springtime. It's the month of May. The probably the best month in in, in, in Indiana. You can even say Kentucky. 
because you go Derby and then you fly right into the Indianapolis 500. This the whole month of May, the city gets ramped up. Uh, great time. I cannot wait. Uh, I hear you we both. talked a little. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what else I got? Whatever oh, it takes. Whatever it takes. We won't give any spoilers away. Uh, Man, I don't care. You... I'm getting ready to start. I'm getting ready to openly. I'm, I'm already on Twitter talking about it. I'm getting ready to start openly talking on Facebook, man, because I I I, I saw the movie Thursday, and I was blown. Uh-huh. I was not disappointed at all. Yeah, it was a great. I, I thought it was a great movie. I didn't use the bathroom once. I didn't have to get up for it. Uh, I actually saw it this morning. So me and my roommate went. And we watched it this morning. It was great. Um, I will tell you this, John. There was we were in the, uh, the the Dolby Cinema one, the big huge one, and mm-hmm. I could hear people in the front of us. They were crying at the uh, uh, they were crying crying in the movie. I said, "Uh oh, we got it. we got sobbing, we got tears." Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to. I don't give spoilers, so I guess we are going to talk about Avengers spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie, so if you don't want to hear spoilers to end the show go ahead turn off the podcast turn off the radio show now we're right. going to talk avengers and if you haven't seen it this is your moment to turn it off you've got five seconds four three two one john thoughts of the movie my man the first thoughts of the movie is that um even if you did watch the the spoilers they got Scenes that got leaked onto Twitter about a week ago, the movie still lived up to expectations. Um, you got to see Thanos come back. You got to see a different version of Thor. You got to see them go back in time. You got to see, that was crazy. <laughs> you got to see Ant Man do his thing. You got to see Hawkeye in a different version of himself. Uh, kind of like a darker version of himself. Um, they created a they created a paradox. I kind of had a, a, a little go back and forth with Lambert, uh, Scott Lambert, um, friend of, both friends of me and I, right about uh, about the paradox that they created uh, by going through time. You have comedy in this movie. You have, like you said, tears because guess what? One of the heroes dies. It was since we talked about Iron Man dies at the end. But here's the thing, Brandon. And I know you're not necessarily a great. I know you're not a comic book fan. I know you're a fan of the comic book movies. It's a little different, but it's all the same mm-hmm. culture, right? In comic books, superheroes die, right? And then in six months' time, six issues or whatever, they can come right back. So this movie generated 1.2 billion dollars over the over the weekend between Thursday and Sunday. Ooh. And then there's no way, it's, as long as money's green, that these superheroes <laughs> will not come back. I guarantee one. you. Will they do another one? They'll be they'll be they'll do another one even if they have to recast because Robert Downey Jr. has been doing he's been an actor since I was a little kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's, Iron he's Man's kid. Uh, that that could be. Uh, I don't. Iron I, I don't Woman. Know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how they're. I don't know how they'll write it. But they can yeah. bring everybody back. They can bring couple, everybody couple, back. Couple things. Uh, Thanos, when he died at first at the beginning, I was oh, yeah. like, "What the hell?" I go, "That's it." <laughs> I, I, I was like, 
I was like, that's it? He, he, they, they kill him just like that? And all they needed was a Captain Avenger to hold him as a chokehold? And then Hemingsworth? Uh, so that, I'm like, okay. But it worked itself out, obviously. Uh, secondly, I feel I'm okay now if I get the, uh, the Thor bod, Chris Hemingsworth. If I get the Thor the bod, Thor I'm okay bod. with it. <laughs> it's like the dad bod, but the Thor bod. I, so right, now right. I can get it and say, hey, he had it, so why can I? Um, right. I was waiting for Captain Avenger to come back at the end, or Captain Marvel, excuse Captain me. Marvel. I go, where the hell is she at? Where's she at? She needs to come in here. Um, I did get a little, a little teary-eyed a little bit when I seen uh, everybody coming back initially. As they were oh, all yeah. kind of floating in there, that was kind of like, uh, ooh, ooh. I would go, John. Right. I want to see it again. I want to go see it again. I probably will. I haven't. I don't know when I'm going to see it again. Uh, you have to if you, if you haven't seen the movie, right? You're going to have to set away a good three hours of your time. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now, as a Marvel fan yourself, and you're big into comic books, um, and I don't know if they stray away from the comic all the time or they try to stick stick with them, but we have a a black Captain America now. Yep. Um, is that in the comics too, or no? That's in the, that's in the comics. Uh, that's that kind okay. of that was okay. introduced. That was introduced about six years ago. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I like it. I like how they did it at the end. Because I was like, right. oh shit, where's where's he at? I thought they were going to make another movie just off of Captain America, and it was going to be him trying to get out of whatever time war travel he was in. But when they showed him Brandon, the old they man, might. they might. <laughs> yeah, they may. They might. Uh, and then they gave him they gave him the shield. I said, okay, okay, I can get behind this. By the way, huge pop, huge pop in the theater when uh, Black Panther came back when they she oh, came man. back from the uh, ashes. Yeah, your too. Yeah, yeah. Um, By the way, I thought that was an overrated movie. I didn't like it. Black Panther. Yeah, I was not a fan. No way. Oh, wow. No way. I give it a I give it a six. That's it. You must it must be a six on the seventh scale. Uh six on a ten, my friend. <laughs> couldn't couldn't do it. Um so what is it over now? Like I, I here's my question. They've had so much build up with ten years worth of movies to build up to right. this this movie here. Where do they go now? Do they go back to each one having their own individual ones, and Avengers still have? Now I know Guardians of the Galaxy has their own one; they're getting ready to come out with again later on. But where do you where do you do now? Is this like the cult, the curtain call for all these members together, or is there more? So, so there'll, I need there'll be more. All right, man, calm down. There'll be more. <laughs> there'll be. You're going to see. There'll probably be a time period where they go. They'll leave, quote unquote, Iron Man dead, right? Uh, we we all know we all see Thor go away with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which means he's gone. He's going to be off Earth, right? Um, what I've read, what I understand is they're going to make Captain Marvel the leader of the Avengers, which means she had to she she had to stop her little space adventures, space adventures, and come back to the Earth to be the leader. Well, that's all cool, and what it'll be is the three main Avengers who will be in charge instead of being Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor. It'll be maybe I'm just Throwing it out there, it'll be her, Black Panther, and probably either Doctor Strange or Spider Man. Okay, Doctor Strange overrated. It's my book, by the way. Oh my god! He oh just gave god. it to him. He just gave him the stone. Come on. He, because he saw what he, what was going to happen. Yeah. Um. With that movie, 
I have so many questions for you. We only got five minutes left. Uh, okay. The who am I thinking of? Scar- Scarlett Johansson's character dies off, which mm-hmm. you knew. No, I'm a, hello. Going into it, when they knew they had to go get the stone, that's what it was going to be. She even said she knew what it was going to be for that to have get uh, the, get the stone back. Um, I'm losing my train of thought with the with the with the movie. Uh, what did Scarlett Johansson die though? Oh yeah, I don't know. I wanted. I mean, he had a family. I think you knew she was going to do it because he had a family and needed to get the whole family oh, back yeah. together. Um, so that that was inevitable there. Oh, so I'm I'm, I'm guessing now the next Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff they're going to that that Thor is now going to be involved with them now from there on out. Correct. Correct. Now, yeah. how about the Green Girl? Is the Green Girl going to be back now since they got her from the other time warp? Correct. They have to figure that out because technically she was killed by Thanos before the decimation snapped. So Correct. She's, she's, technically, she's technically out of time. She's the 2014 Gamora in present day out of time. And, and Star-Lord is probably going to try to go find her so that he can make her fall in love back with him. Okay. And then the other girl uh, that was Thanos' do- the other Thanos daughter, she, she actually killed her future self, right? Yeah, or her, uh, she, she killed her former self. She killed her form. She just killed her past self with Brandon. They have to reset everything back because you can't kill past Thanos in the future. <laughs> okay, you can't. Everything and, and, and the, the next two movies, which I, uh, Spider-Man is the next movie on, in July, I do believe, and then there's another Eternal movie scheduled for next year. When those are those are Thanos's people. We'll get to learn okay. about that. It's like a prequel. We'll get to learn about Thanos and like why he is who he is, and has he got others. He got a brother who's just a superpower as he is, and he's got a father who's just a superpower as he is as well. Ooh. So we're done with the Thanos character. He's done. He's no, not coming back. We're learn. No, we're gonna learn. No, no, he's coming back. Too good. To, he's too, too. Too good to be gone. He'll be back. Oh yeah, such a good villain. Such great movie. Um, I give it a nine out of ten. Absolutely. Out of if ten. I was doing five out. Of I'm a four out of five, I'd give it a four and a half. But yeah, ten, nine out of ten, absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing movie. Build up all the hype. I would see it two to three more times. Can't wait. Uh John, we gotta get you back in the WWE again. Uh I love the fact that Hawkins loved it as well. So yep. looking forward to that. Um I wanna thank all of our our listeners, everybody that's called. Uh we got Sweet Lou from New Jersey. Uh, our interview with Chris Hawkins, head coach of Christmas Addicts High School Basketball, um, and Starchild from Detroit calling uh, as well. Great conversations tonight. It was a great show. I loved it. This will be uploaded to the podcast on iTunes here shortly within the next hour. Um, be sure to check us there. Check out our Facebook page as well. We'll have our centers list out probably tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, so be looking for that. So, John, any last things from you? Uh, man, you know, RIP, Senator Richard Luger from Indiana, you know, a longtime politician from the state of Indiana, uh, always seemingly, whatever side you, you know what I'm saying, you vote cash your vote on, he always seemingly makes sense, makes things right for the people of Indiana. Also, RIP to uh, Director John Singleton, you know what I'm saying, uh, yeah. his shows over his time, uh, made a lot of great movies, made a lot of great, uh, made a video for Michael Jackson, star-studded video. Um, you don't know who any of those individuals are. I get, uh, Google them. Go to a lot. You go to your local library. Learn about them because they were some great individuals. Did some great things. Yeah, absolutely. So for all of them, 
uh, sorry to see them go, but God bless their families. And uh, yeah, it was a great show, guys. Thirty seconds left. They're warning me on the on the on the program. Be sure to join <laughs> us next week. We'll let you know when the show is. Uh, like, subscribe, and share this. Get it to your friends. Uh, and we had a great time tonight. So I look forward to next week, John. Until then, take care, my man. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Crossroads Sports.